0: You're listening to the RR Podcast with your host, Richa and Rina. Hello, my name is Richa. I'm a host of the RR Podcast. I am a public health um, educator, technically. I um, have many interests. I like to write. I listen to music, I watch movies, I exercise, um, and I i I draw sometimes. I have some hobbies. I read, too. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, very nice uh, to hear all that. Exactly. Yeah. I, I have lots of interests. Mm-hmm. I try to partake in some of them. Not every day. That's yeah. not possible. Okay. But once in a while. Yeah. So um, why did you do that introduction, Richa? Oh, I just I just felt like it. <laughs> <laughs> OK, should I like introduce um, myself like that? Hello, everyone. Uh, you do whatever. My name is Rina. I am the other host of the r and podcast. I am also a public health educator of sorts. I'm still a student right now. So technically a future Same, but, health you know. professional um i also like to exercise i like listening music i like reading um i watch youtube videos (laughs) me too me too um yeah we run this podcast that's basically yeah that's it that's us that's this bye (laughs) no no okay so i i want to talk about social media okay and i have nothing prepared um the reason why I want to talk about social media is because I think social media is like a really interesting platform. Obviously we promote, like we technically share this episode with the world through social media. Um, our whole podcast really. Yeah. It's basically on social media. So yeah. like the existence of this whole thing, when I mean, be- we do have like two social media accounts connected to this. Yeah. Um, We have our own social media. Um, And we share stuff on them. Um, And I just find social media so interesting, I think, which is why I want to talk about it, because I think even in the last decade, and I think sort of exacerbated by the pandemic, people have been using social, like utilizing social media for a lot of different things and ways, um, Mm -hmm. either to join communities, make connections, whether professionally or informal like formal or informal connections um with colleagues friends family you know all this and that so I think there's been I mean I don't understand why there's such a contention about why whether social media is good or bad because I think it can it's both in just a lot of different ways Mm -hmm. um as I said as I've said um there's a huge community that can come from social media in different ways depending on your interest Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's lots of toxic things that are on social media and like you just have to learn how to navigate the space to avoid those things and I'm not sure people know how to do that but then again like social media I think like for example you and I we didn't formally get our like the social media, like everything, mm-hmm. until we were 18, I think. Yeah, that which was that's not actually kind ago. of. That's actually kind of late for some people because a lot of people in our, so we're like, late 90s kids. Okay, um, a lot of people who are on our age got Facebook when they're like in fourth grade or whatever. Oh my god. And we didn't get ours until we were 18. I got I in my teenager when we were teenagers. That's when we started social media and i honestly think i was thinking about this the other day actually i was thinking that every single kid who is in school needs to learn kind of like how to use social media or like sort of an ethics ex, oh, ethics class but for social media and like how to navigate that because i honestly do think that people need to learn how to like how to create their own space for themselves um and to get rid of like all the top like like the toxic things that you're talking about, because not only are there there's a positive side to it, as in like for companies, social like professionals, and also to get information out there, be an activist. That's or use it for advocacy. That's also how you you can use social media like that. But also you can also spread misinformation. Uh, people can get kind of get radicalized through social media, which is very scary. And also, like cyberbullying has been like, I'm sure it has increased uh, because of social media, and just like general pressure to mm-hmm. just yeah, um, so to exhibit a sort of life, yeah, extremes. There's a lot of extremes on social media. So I honestly do think that kids nowadays need to learn, or even adults, honestly, need to learn like how to how to use it like as in a way that's comfortable for them. Yeah Um, I also think that it's interesting that um, you know like people our age like 20 20s or whatever 20 year olds um, like we do have social like most of us if not all of us have social media and stuff but like I think what I've noticed is that as I've grown older though, I don't get on social media as constant as I used to, actually. Um, because I'm busy and I know I know that I get distracted slightly if I'm on certain social media. There's others I don't get too distracted even if I'm on, but I still stay away because I want to focus on other things or I want to do other stuff, or I um or I think to myself, oh, I'll do it like some other day. Because I realized actually this quarter that I actually don't leave room for myself to get on social media. And that is probably a good thing because that means that that it's just an extra like thing I can like partake in rather than like a staple, like rather than um, a forced obligation of sorts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's that's probably something I've learned unintentionally through the years, Um, Mm -hmm. but I think it's interesting. That's mm-hmm. just what I want to mention, yeah, um, I don't know. I think young people kind of feel I think there's certain people, not necessarily young people, but like I feel like certain people feel the need to get on social media as an obligation, like, oh, I need to explain it to my followers or I need to explain it to the people who like me, like what's going on and why I'm not on, and like that also leaves room for like giving too much information out. I don't know what it is about like. I don't this isn't really an older person like situation, but younger people were on social media. They make cards, like especially on Twitter, they make cards for themselves that has their triggers on it, has their information on it. And it's it's very dangerous to put that information out there. And like I in a lot of young people don't really see why that older people tend to worry about it. Like, I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter, but it's it's actually kind of like you know, we used to not give even our names out, like in in like social media, right? Like my name is so like it's kind of common, so I don't really care. But like yours is not as common. But like, um, but there's like, still now, a lot of not, reaches like, out there. Yeah. What? There's still a lot of reaches out there. So true. Yeah. Yeah. So like nowadays, they're not they're comfortable with telling everything about themselves, which is not like it's not safe. It really isn't safe, like because people can sell your data. They can like find where you are and like find your other profiles that are public as well. And like, it doesn't matter. It, like you technically aren't really anonymous anymore, you know, but sometimes you yeah. take that anonymous title and take it too far as well. So mm-hmm. also like, I don't think, I think in general, people don't understand that like the world isn't exactly catered to us, like isn't catered to a single individual. It's shaped by like hundreds and thousands of years of social evolution and whatnot and and like um you can't expect it to like cater to your needs if like for example like I mean you talked about cards and about people putting their like triggers and stuff and it's like it sadly like if the world was perfect maybe if you put your triggers on the card it would benefit you but in reality it doesn't because like you're going to encounter these triggers and you have to be careful because it doesn't matter if you put them on a card it like yeah these because you know like, people are going to click on that card and who, it, who's going to see than, it and who's not going to see it like do you the people who click on it do you want them to like see that like because not especially if your profile's public on twitter especially not everyone's gonna like take your safety as the highest priority and you don't honest, know either yeah and to be honest like no one's like n- not everyone's going to cater to your needs like especially if you're in such a public platform and like for example I don't know you right so if I like let's say post if I talk about my like my like I exercise like let's say I I don't do this but like let's say I, I talk about my like weights and my history with like exercising and my journey to being healthier and stuff that could totally trigger someone but like wouldn't know right like if I feel if I want to share my story and that triggers you is it my fault like I don't think it technically would be but then if you subscribe to me and you see this and you don't like it you could totally unsubscribe but like Mm -hmm. that is something that does happen but like you can't lash out at the person who's talking about that does that make sense like you know because I'm sharing something that could also benefit someone else, but could totally like not be good for someone else, mm-hmm. but it's not in itself. Like, um, I'm not like, I'm just trying to share my story, like that sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, that's like what social media contains. That actually capacity. sounds like something someone could do.
1: Yeah, like, I know Someone
0: what. would post about their personal gains or wins and someone else would, would like quote tweet it I'm, I'm talking about Twitter mostly, but like quote tweet it and be like, oh, like I lost my, like my grandmother to this. And so why are you even like, they say something like, oh, like, why would you even talk about this? Like, I don't know. Like, that sounds like something people would do though. Like they, they lash out and like, they. Right. Okay. Let me just say, I actually did see someone do this like about an hour ago. Um, what? <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm not going to say who but like because I don't know this person like they're anonymous but I'm not going to say the person who talked about it but like there's a certain individual that like talked about their wins and losses when it comes to their weight and height and like their like health basically and I saw this on Twitter like someone was like messaging someone else like saying oh this is unhealthy or this is like this and that and it's like like you don't have the knowledge to determine whether or not it's actually healthy or not because like this person has different goals in mind they have like if they're like someone big maybe they have like trainers and stuff and like you don't work with them right um we all are different we look different we have different like body weight height like we're just all different Mm -hmm. and so yeah so this person was like it was just a very unhealthy mindset because they're really projecting because I think they didn't like they kind of maybe felt insecure. They maybe felt triggered about it. I, but like, I don't think yeah. they recognize that actually. Yeah. Different people have different, like, being healthy means something different for everyone. You know, maybe it's not necessarily yeah. weight. Maybe it's like, well, I don't even know, like how strong I feel or how much muscle I have in my arms. Like, I don't know. It's so strange. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But, um, it Happens all the time on social media. Yes. Let me tell you about, oh, sorry, that's my chair, but let me tell you about something interesting that I think social media has, has yeah. done. So a couple of days ago, I think this was actually yesterday. I watched a movie. I watched Interstellar and um, it came out like seven years ago, but I finally watched it. And I like, after I watched it, I like immediately looked online and was like, oh, I want to like, I wanna I want a little bit more content about Interstellar. And so I watched um uh, like a couple of video essays about Interstellar, about the music. I was watching like a video of Hans Zimmer, like talking about his career and um which isn't actually singularly singularly about Interstellar, but about his like move other movies he's worked on. And so that's something that I think social media and the internet has been doing great about because Mm. if I do have an interest I can look it up and like see what's more like Mm. investigate be curious about it and I think the internet has been able to um social media has been able to um um like I'm curious and so it's giving me um it's answering my curiosity I guess Mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying yeah yeah I think that's one thing social media has done well and um use my chair I think originally, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm just going to mention this, but like my first social media account was Tumblr technically. If you don't count like Nickelodeon or like Polly Pocket or Barbie, wow. like what the website That's games. Well, wow. yeah, I know. But um, so- Tumblr was no. technically my first social media account. Was it yours? I feel like it was yours. Um, was it Instagram? When did we get Instagrams? I think we got Instagrams after that. Yeah. Um. So like Tumblr was my first like, social media account, and Tumblr is known for, like, fandoms, or, like, like, a space for fandoms, not as much anymore, I don't feel like, no, like, I, I think Twitter's more of a fandom place now, it is but now, I, it is now, Tumblr yeah. needs to be that space, so, but anyway, um, um, I just think it's yeah. so interesting how you can go on different social media accounts and just look things up, uh, you have to be careful, obviously, but, like, um, just, you can look things up and try to find more content, uh, you know, Tumblr, YouTube, um, so I'm, you and I, we're both into like reading right now. There's very specific apps that we use for reading specifically. Like we have Fable, which is for book clubs, Storygraph, which is for like actually recording what we read and what mm-hmm. we do. And then that's like just... I have Libby, but that's yeah. like where I actually read my books. Yeah. Um. So those are just the several different like, I guess apps or like social media platforms we have that we use for a very specific interest of ours which I think is so interesting um communities that's what's been really driving on social media yeah I I do enjoy communities quite a bit I think um because um like I think we learn about this in like public health but we learn about communities in public health and about like ways that people are combined and like put into one group like I don't know like we're Asian that's like a group Asian American specifically that's a group here totally um, like that's a really big Asian group. traits right there yes total Asian traits it's a Facebook Curry traits those are yes. two very specific groups on Facebook yes um I am an army I like BTS, that is technically a community, like a group, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I like reading. I am i don't know if I'd consider myself in the book community, but like, I do watch quite a book, bit of booktubers and I do follow like two or three booktubers or bookstagrammers, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um,
1: yeah.
0: And that's really interesting because that's like a newer space I've gotten into. I've been in ARMY for almost a decade now, so I'm used to that space. Like I know mm-hmm. how to navigate it pretty well. Yeah. I think I'm I'm very new to the whole book space. So I think that's something interesting that I'm like something I'm exploring yeah. a little. So I, I think yeah. that social was media has coming, the book, mm-hmm. the BookTuber stuff has been a long time coming.
1: These yeah, are a because... very
0: specific book series that I'm very into. Not as much anymore because of the authors um, aren't yeah. really the best. Uh, so, but I really do enjoy these booktubers, bookstagrammers, um, content. Yeah. So that's interesting as like, now that I'm looking at it, that's like, I think so interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and like, do you get exposed to like different content and different things that like you want to get into or learn more about, Mm -hmm. like obviously when it came to getting like books, in particular, I start with one, like I watch, I watch someone on YouTube, they talk about a book, I get on Storygraph, I like investigate this book, whether I think I'll like it, I continue to watch this booktuber, I like, then I get on Libby, I try to find it, like, you know, I go through this route of sorts, or I go to the library and I get a book, like, you know, I don't go to the library, but I should. Yes, Mm -hmm. but none of it's non-linear, but it's impacted because I'm in this community, or like how I perceive things is impacted because I'm in this community as an army I have certainly been impacted by music like about how to like I know what I like I don't think a lot of people know what they like when they listen to music I can like let's I was watching Interstellar Hans Zimmer like I mean he is so iconic as like a a film composer. like I like what I listen with that like I mean I've in um Looking into literary um, themes, messages like symbolism, you know, all this and that, I can I think connect it back to being an army, because I don't think I don't think I really thought about these things when I was younger, but as I've looked into BTS's lyrics and stuff like that, I've learned how to navigate a literature space because I look at their lyrics, or I watch the music videos, or I listen to them talk about how much they like their music and how much thought they put into it, so I can connect all of that to them because i think i've been in the space for so long and i've learned so much from that Mm -hmm. and from other other armies that's very recent development too but like Mm -hmm. connecting with this larger group especially such a mobilizing group i think armies are one of the most mobilized groups i've seen but it's been interesting i i but social media you can like probably credit social media for being able to create the spaces for that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's that's so interesting how social media has like really contributed not only for this community space but also for individual like interest and like growth as well well. Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it really is really is um but yeah that's that's such a recent like development too like 2000s like that's the entire like social media didn't really exist before that not as much anyway you know I think AOL was like a thing but we weren't I don't know any of that a lot of a lot of these older people they talk about this and that and I just don't like I don't I was never on social media I was not like really online until I was like in college Hmm. and so I'm actually very new to it but like So all these older people, they talk about AOL and like instant messenger, and I really don't understand. (laughs) Same. Well, yeah, I, I like, I just think it's so interesting. Uh, Okay, so over, let's talk about social media in like the pandemic. Yeah, because I think I think I've I've gotten on a lot more since then, but I've been able to definitely. shape it into me like Mm -hmm. um like I've I've thought about this for sure but I've now know how to navigate these different spaces and I think um over the last two years it's definitely um or two or three years I've um been able to shape it more to my liking Mm -hmm. and for example I've opened up several new accounts on different social media account platforms Mm -hmm. like for example I have a creative Instagram I I opened it up in December 2nd in 2020. Um and that I I think I sort of been thinking about opening up a creative Instagram cuz I am a creative person. Um and I have nowhere to put it. and So I was like I think Instagram is probably the best platform for that. And it's been very enjoyable to do it. It's an expression too. Yeah. Um so yeah. Mm-hmm. I to navigate that I think has been really interesting. Yeah, Um, for me, I have quite a bit of Twitter accounts that I use. Um, And also like, I also have uh, some new accounts. I made a TikTok this year, like an account this year. I also have some TikToks, but like, mm -hmm. I've been able to bridge the gap between videos and also using BTS music in the background. So I think that's, that's been interesting. It's also like kind of nowadays, uh, the pandemic has definitely increased my wanting to create things because nowadays I can, I've actually learned how to like edit like videos as in like, I take a video from online and then I put music in the background. So actually it's very interesting. It is because of BTS, but like because of BTS, like uh, so every month we do these like words by Bantan, which is basically like we analyze or we create something for their lyrics or to look at their lyrics. So I because of that, I've grown an interest in like editing and like creating things. And because of that, uh, there's a song that they came out with a couple of years ago called Black Swan. We talk about it in like our last episode, which was about Mod 7, uh, Map of the Soul 7. And I created a video in which I, Yuzuru Hanyu is probably one of the best, figure skaters of all time. Like Reach and I are really into the, him. Uh, he was in the Olympics. Like I didn't really watch the Olympics, but um, yeah, he he's just amazing. Like music is him, he is music. Um, I love the way he skates. And what he actually skated to a song called The Swan. So I used that video of The Swan and I put Black Swan in the background and it fits very well. Surprisingly, I was not expecting it, but it did. I can't post it anywhere because there's a copyright on it. Um, so that's prevented me a little bit. Um, but I created it and, you know, I've put it on my Twitter, um, several of my Twitter accounts. I'm not a big account, so I'm probably not going to be suspended over it, uh, even though they have they have a lot of reasons to copyright me. <laughs> but Thank it's because of all these different things and that I have been able to make a video and then put it out there so I am almost you could say a content creator you know we also create this podcast too that's what I was online. about to say um yeah I think I think social media stars are a very interesting development mm-hmm. in um social media yeah because it, like, I, obviously, I'm not one, but, like, it, like, I feel like you burn out easily because you mm-hmm. have to show everything or you have to, like, do this and that. But I think it really depends on who you are to, like, think like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, you also, have to do it at your own thing. Yeah. Your own thing. Also, like, for some reason, when you use the word content creator, I know it's usually used for people who are on the Internet and, like, make stuff. But like, for some reason, that's looked down upon like the content creator sort of title, because people, you know, it's that we've talked about this um, together before, but like, it's the fact that people have, they feel like they're sort of a highbrow, lowbrow kind of like mm-hmm. art, sort of art that you can make, but that's not right. Because like, whatever you put on the internet, it's you, like, it's, it's what you create. So you're not really like, even though maybe you write fan fictions, that's fine. You are a writer just like anyone else is a writer, but you are not published, which you know, some, it's very hard for some people to get published. Um, and, but you know, you get all those kudos, maybe you feel just as good about it. And also these writers write so much, like it's crazy, like 60,000 words, like not every writer can do that. That's like a novella right there. Yeah, I like I think that's one example of like content creation that mm-hmm. isn't looked upon as well. And I think it's sort of like elitist to like look down on like, this actual term of content creator. Yeah, because I think there's a certain art to it. Um, OK, so um, this is connected, but I watched this nerd writer one's video essay on Casey Nightstat. Nightstat. Who is a vlogger? Like he's an old, old school vlogger. Well, I mean, he's a classic. I think since the beginning of YouTube's creation, he's been on YouTube, and he's known for blogging. This is a Nerdwriter one video essay from 2016, I believe. Um, but I think he, Casey, he is an example of someone who's been able to, who is, who makes art out of his blogging mm-hmm. by this making is- it look. Hmm? I think I remember this video. The Nerdwriter writer made a video about Casey, who is a vlogger. Yes. He's been on YouTube for a very long time. He's been in mm-hmm. YouTube since the very beginning, honestly. Yeah. hmm um, Yeah, okay. I just wanted but, to... Um, I- but, like, and I, I... Okay, first of all, I love Nerdwriter's writers' video essays. I think he... He has an interesting way of viewing things and having having a perspective on certain things that I maybe don't think about. And so, I was watching this earlier today because I was just going through his stuff and like, um, like nerd writer stuff. And then I found this video essay, and I think yeah. it's so interesting because C- technically Casey, like, he is very good at what he does, and mm-hmm. he has he has like a workspace. He has like a pretty um packed schedule that's like packed schedule that he makes for himself he's super disciplined he knows what he wants to do I think and he has so many different cameras and he knows how they work and they each have a personality of their own is what Nerdwriter said and you know some people might look down on his stuff because it's like it's a vlog right it's Mm -hmm. he vlogs but the way he but there's an art to it just like there's an art to anything else and I think I think one of the things that social media has definitely done is maybe created a new group of artists Mm -hmm. and like creators that that is definitely adapted for this time like for example um digital art is really big right now very very big um so there's this youtuber uh you and I both watch her name is Kadashi Khadija. Khadija I don't know why I said her name wrong but um she actually created a video about content creators or like, are the old jealous? Are these old stars like jealous of the newer stars? Um, and you know, some people have, uh, shifted from YouTube to doing like primetime television or like just doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Vice versa as well. Like some big stars are moving to YouTube, creating YouTube videos and stuff. And I, I just think there's no such thing as, you know, like I mentioned before, highbrow, lowbrow art. Like, this is all, like, everything you're getting, like, in real life and also online is content. We just use some fancy words sometimes, and it's not it's not really any different. And some people just want to make themselves feel better because of their own insecurities. So mm-hmm. um, there, there's different ways to be successful. And, you know, some people want to, like, try different things. Um, you know, like Hassan. Hassan Minaj, he was on The Daily Show. He was doing online content and stuff. And then he got his own thing on Netflix. And then he, his show got canceled. And then now he's, he's still touring, by the way. So, you know, that's a real life, like, transition right there. True. Let's talk about Quinta. About elementary? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm. This is so out of the blue, but, like, I love that show. But she started on the internet, right? Like, she was... <laughs> She started out as a meme, actually, if I remember correctly. And then she was on BuzzFeed and then she left BuzzFeed and started doing her own stuff. And now, yes. and I think she's, I mean, she's doing great. That's like a very rare transition mm-hmm. because it worked, it, it, sometimes it just doesn't work. Like uh, maybe the content you make on the internet doesn't work on, on like, like on prime television. Sometimes what you make on prime television or on the movie screen doesn't work online and that just has to do with art transitioning from platforms yeah and maybe just someone being like better able like or just their skill set is better for one thing and they don't know how to transition which isn't yeah. it's just about you know that what uh-huh. let's talk about she... the opposite oh oh what is the opposite I mean both of our examples were people who went from the internet to like real life stuff like what let's talk uh-huh. about the opposite so like I think an opposite of like whatever she did is like Thomas Sanders. So like, I'm, I don't know too much about his background, but like he wasn't doing internet stuff until like kind of Vine came around. And then mm-hmm. he got very big because of Vine. He was very funny on there. Like I I watched him from Vine and then from, because Vine shut down and stuff, he transitioned to YouTube and now he's got his own channel going on. Like, I don't really watch them nowadays, but like I still subscribe because I don't want to unsubscribe even if I don't watch his stuff, like I don't want to unsubscribe, but he, he very much transitioned from like whatever he was doing in real life to online. He even transitioned between platforms like Vine to YouTube. And then he still puts on these little like shorts like Vine, but on like, I follow his Tumblr. So like I, so he makes short videos and puts them on Tumblr as well. And he might also kind of do shorts. I'm not really sure if he does shorts, YouTube shorts, but like you know, he's someone who transitioned from this to over here, like to online stuff, which I think is very interesting. Um, I, I'm sorry. I, I think I cut you off about Quinta, but you might have been complimenting Abba Elementary, which is deserved, obviously. Yes. Um, uh, let's see. She she is a very funny person. I think Quinta is like a lot of people like her humor. The content I think she created when she was on online was really good Mm -hmm. and then she moved on and she just started doing other stuff and she ended up creating Abbot Elementary based on like her own personal like life and like you know impact from her sixth grade teacher and her mom who worked in an underserved community and school and she created Abbot and like I think I think someone I saw this on Twitter I think someone was talking about how like you know it's not easy doing this and they had other like Two or three other people on the tweet. Obviously, it was Quinta was on it too, too. But it was a reference to the fact that, like, you know, it's really difficult to translate from online to on like television and movies and stuff because it's just it's yeah. a different medium, right? It's different. Some people are more equipped to do it though. um I just thought of the next, another example. But another mm-hmm. good example is Will Smith. Like, he literally he was a rapper, did acting for a little bit, and then he like he's doing YouTube now. Maybe it's not the only thing he's doing. I think I'm pretty sure he's doing other stuff, but like he very he was one of the very few people that I feel like transitioned very well to online like platforms. So, if you want to talk about media content trans transition, he wrote a book too, and that's considered media, right? And so, it's so difficult to do that because I don't think a lot of people know how to write a book either and like um I mean and so yeah some people mm-hmm. have ghost writers but you know uh, putting yeah, a book together is just like a lot so yeah you probably saw something worth writing about which was his life yeah. very interesting yeah he's had so, so many things yeah so how this connects to social media I honestly don't know because now we're talking about content um yeah so I don't we kind of went everywhere I guess with that but I think I think the creation of social media has been good because I can connect to people, people can connect to me, I can join communities. And, but there's also like toxic parts and parts you should most likely avoid. And just mm-hmm. sometimes just an overload of information that you cannot deal with. So you gotta like unplug sometimes. And so those are all valid. I mean, those are all parts of social media. It just is, you know, but um, it's been really interesting to see the creation, not really see the creation, but see the evolution, because I think it's definitely evolved even in the last decade. Yeah, um, I think there's a huge shift from 2016 onward. Uh, That's true. I mean, for some reason, this is like, I don't know how true this is. This is just my speculation. But a lot of people have said that social media, you know, the way that people cope uh, they use social media and use memes and stuff a lot of people have actually traced that back to Harambe like oh the, you know the gorilla that died at the know. zoo because like some kid felt yeah I think that's what happened but they they like yeah. killed the gorilla silverback gorillas they they were like you know there's not a lot of them anymore and like a lot of people were angry with the responses and they kind of almost used her the the death of Harambe it's not I don't know what the gender of the girl is but like they use Harambe's death not only like to talk about like what's going on like why the ha- this happened and stuff but they also used it as like a meme to cope with the death as well and like kind of like almost make fun of it in an I- ironic like internet way and that like a lot of people have actually said that that kind of changed like how we use social media because when something bad happens like for example like Facebook was down this year I think was it I'm pretty sure it was this year um it was down for a little bit a lot of people were saying it was the end of the world um and we everyone was basically using it as an opportunity to make memes and like to make jokes about it because that's how people cope you know um humor is really interesting it's it's because yeah I think because sometimes it can transition from one app to another, like, mm-hmm. like, for example, I know a lot of people take screenshots from Twitter, because I think Twitter is mostly the mm-hmm. centerpiece sometimes for this yeah. humor. I've seen some and, screenshots from Tumblr as well. Um, yeah, that's true, actually. yeah. Other writing, right. writing platforms mm-hmm. are, um, can transition between very different apps. -hmm. And so I think it's really interesting that I mean on TikTok sometimes you see both Tumblr stuff and Twitter stuff. That's true. And so yeah. So I think that's very interesting. I think, I think it's so interesting that you can trace the history of like social media and like coping with certain things to certain points of like things happening. Mm -hmm. And um I still like I remember in 2016 when that happened and people were like the memes were coming and I like personally didn't understand it but like I feel like I feel like now that people joke about the end of the world and stuff when they use humor I do see the history of Harambe in there <laughs> so, you'll be remembered yeah um so that's interesting wow mm-hmm. yeah um obviously I'm not sure how true this is um you know we should get like a sociology like major to look at this i don't know but like yeah, sure. yeah. um but like that's what i've seen 2016 was definitely like a turning year though because in the u.s in particular you know elections and like you know al- people like to be cynical on the internet uh, unfortunately so you know there's a lot of that as well so um 2016 um so I feel like social political like rifts and like like turbulent times really do spur on transformations of like the online platform, which is like kind of what you're saying, right? Yes. Like everything, um, all the chaos happening, IRL was also online sort of, but it transferred how people react to things now and like mm-hmm. how people interact with social media too and the internet. Yeah. Um, and I think this also creates like an unhealthy relationship with social media. If you tend to use, if you use social media when like hard times come and you like make jokes and stuff like that, then, I mean, I understand it can be funny. The memes are very funny, but like, it's very, you probably shouldn't use social media as like, um, as like a coping mechanism because like, you know, unhealthy behaviors and you getting on like social media a lot. And like, you know, it's also good to get away as well in like yeah so like
1: it's hard to have a
0: hmm huh? it's hard like with the pandemic and stuff and yeah it's good to have a healthy relationship with social media mm-hmm. to as a tool for your connection with others during this time especially yeah um and also like it's good to remember that your whatever you're putting out there in the world whether it's like facebook um pinterest like reddit i don't my myspace is not around anymore but like it's not going into a, an abyss like if you tweet something out there it's gonna stay out there like forever unless even if you delete it that's still yeah also like it's still a persona of you it's not like how you present yourself to others is not it's not true it's not your full you it's just, it's still a, like a projection of you. So you gotta like, so if you see like, I guess how you want to be perceived is by what you post sort of. I mean, like, do you get what I'm saying? I don't know if yeah. I'm like explaining it right, but like you yeah. gotta be mindful of that because everyone is technically carrying a online persona in some yeah. way. Um, so Even yeah. Even though you may think you're anonymous, you really aren't. Mm-hmm. and you probably shouldn't you shouldn't project onto other people and you shouldn't let your insecurities get the best of you and if you feel like they are then you really need to like a lot of media has like a way to mute words and mute like certain things and like if you're having trouble with seeing certain things you need to utilize those tools as well um yeah um I don't have anything else to add. Me neither. No thoughts on into- um, Yeah, no thoughts on T. <laughs> That's an internet meme, too. Oh my God. Um, I like internet humor. See, sometimes things do transcend time. TV, anyway. LOL. Uh, what else? Wow. Rolling on the floor. I don't know. Rolling on the floor. I don't know what. I don't um, know what you're saying, but. I don't know. There's some abbreviations i don't know wow i hey, will always nice talking to you um of it, like i hope if you have any more comments or any more insight or want to contribute to this conversation you could totally visit our own social media on like instagram and twitter um if you want to say something um, even though it doesn't look like we use it a lot um it's still there We do check it. We update it like with every episode we put out, you know? Um, So yeah, just contact us if you want to like, I don't know, we can have a discussion. Who knows? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But nice talking to you all. Have a good day. Enjoy. Use social media healthily. Yes. Be sure to utilize your tools and to be nice to people as well. Mm Work. Networkings. Yes. All right. right. Bye. Bye Bye.